Welcome to This Week in Unemployment. My name's Winston Ong. And I'm Jesse. And we're broadcasting on location from Sandy Valley, California. Hello, listeners. Um, can we start with the sponsors? Yeah, I think we should go with the sponsors first, because I always forgot last time. I know, we'll mention them at the end, but can we firstly just uh, give our continued thanks to long-time sponsors Vanguard. AOL.com. And IBM. Yes, and listeners like you, thank you for your donations and continued support. Um, let's go to the first order of business, Jesse. You've just come back from Melbourne. Mm -hmm. I, was, I couldn't believe how fast you flew. I mean, Melbourne and then you're already in the States. Yeah. Um, but that's, that's uh, modern... It, it, it's modern world. That's just how we live. Yep. Yeah. And uh, let, tell me about your trip. Well, um, um, being unemployed, mm -hmm. um, I, I have a lot of time, but I don't, I don't have much money to, to live the dream. No. Uh, sometimes. So uh, I took advantage of $10 flights to get um, down to Melbourne. That's ridiculously $10 to get you down to Melbourne. So Tiger Airways. Tiger Airways. Uh, we also thank our sponsors, Tiger Airways, yeah. um, this week. For they, also, they also pay for your flight, right? Well, except for $10. Bucks. Uh, but it, okay, sure. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and so we went, I went down for 24 hours to Melbourne. Didn't book any accommodation. Yeah. Just figured I'd go down in the morning, spend all day night at the casino, and fly back the following day, which is now, exactly Crown, what I did. Crown Casino's open... 24, 24 hours. hours. Yes. So you can live there if you desire. If you want to, yes. Well, and you did though. <laughs> and you did want to. For a day, yeah. And so the idea was to go down there, play poker, make a shitload of money, mm. and um, fly back. But you said that you don't have much money to live the dream. How did you have the money to fund your poker? Well, I had enough money to fund my bankroll. Okay. I was just going to start. So what did you start with? Going to start with a small amount and build up from there. Are you willing to disclose how much you you spend or how much you won, lost? Uh, what I would say is that um, we had the intention of going down, starting with a small amount and turning that into a large amount of money. But you, and, but you don't want to tell us the outcome. You can't do that. You can't leave us hanging. Our listeners <laughs> hanging. They want to know. We're going to get a lot of emails. About, Jesse, how much did you lose? Well, suffice to say, at some point, the, the plan of starting small and then winning big didn't work out. Okay. I, I won't ask any more. Um... And then if a guy on the table... Hadn't got a full house. Oh, here we go. Eight a bad nine, <laughs> Hadn't had a full house against my three of a kind. Maybe I'd be sitting here oh. telling you a different story. But he did. Oh, the old On the third house. hand, I sat down. <laughs> third hand, I sit down for five minutes. And how did your partner go? Because he didn't go alone. Uh, Ross also did not win. I could have predicted all that. I, I did predict it. I said... You guys will suck at it. Yeah, you say we're going to lose every time. What about those times we won? No, I, sometimes I just have a feeling. I don't know how, what it is. I should, I should gamble on all these feelings. <laughs> so that was, that was what I got up to this week. That was my plan of making money. Uh, it didn't go well, but I, I sent out and tried it. Also, on the way back, I was very tired. Yeah, we I slept slow, for like bro. 16 hours upon return. Well, and then you had to, uh, I suppose the flight to Simi Valley, that was hell. That was, I mean, uh, and then, well, that's like eight, what is it, like 22 hours or something? Well, because that was first class. I mean, our sponsors yeah. Vanguard, dial 188 Vanguard for all your investment solutions. Um, you know, they, once you go, yeah, I didn't go to the flight. Once you go to first class, you don't go back. I didn't have the, you know, That's true, because you know, I, used, I, I, I used to go economy, and then I went to business, I couldn't go back from business. Yeah. But now, uh, first class, it's just, just that little bit nicer, you know what I mean? <laughs> Yeah, and it is worth like the money, even though you're spending more. It is worth the well, extra money. Well, particularly when you're not paying for it. Yeah, Thank you again, Vanguard, Thanks. for your investment solutions. I want it, Vanguard. 
Um, well, I have a bit of news. Mm -hmm. uh, a couple months ago, what are you, what are you gesturing to be gesturing? Oh, I was going to say, come close to the microphone so it's a more even voice distribution. Oh, you don't think, okay. I think it's fine. Okay, okay. I apologise, listeners, if you couldn't hear me before. Yeah, because we got a few emails last week. Uh, well, no, it wasn't my fault. No, I'm just saying, a few emails last week were attacking us for audio quality and, and asking for us to be more professional. Yeah, but that was the people Which we that had. weren't really in the podcast. And to those listeners, shut the fuck up, make your own podcast. <laughs> <be so> good. <laughs> first class, first class to, to California, yeah, listeners. Yeah, so, so we're fucking, you know, 120,000 unique subscribers. I think, I think you know, have we, a, <laughs> you let us do what we do and you do what you do. Yeah, you can't find your own job. <laughs> Now, what you get up to? Um, okay, so a few months ago, um, I was just on the Center for Independent Studies website, right. looking around, and I found out they had this youth conference right. um, they have every year. What is the Center for Independent Studies? Just uh, it's an independent think tank that advises... Boring, boring, boring. Yep, continue. Yeah, they just uh, publish papers and that. Right. And they're an economics think tank. Right. You don't study economics? I, I like economics. <laughs> you want... Um, so... Uh, they have this conference called the Liberty and Society Conference, sure. which they have annually. Sure. And I just put my name down just for the hell of it. Mm -hmm. And uh, just a couple of days ago, I got accepted. Wow. So, yeah. It, Where um, is it? Where is it? It's in Sydney right. um, over the weekend on uh, April the 11th. Mm -hmm. I will have a detailed report on that podcast next week. Do, is this, do they pay for your trip and everything, all expenses? Um, they do, um, except that I come from Canberra, and they don't. If it was from <laughs> Melbourne and further away than Melbourne, oh. they would pay for your airfare. So, what you've been accepted into is, is paying for yourself to go to Sydney and attend a conference. Well, okay. Which doesn't cost money to get in normally. Um, you really should turn up to mobile, Jesse. Um, no, no, not really. Uh, the, I, have to, I have to make my own way there. I mean, okay, it's a $30 bus ticket. Mm. Not a big deal. Um, but it goes over the weekend. It's from fr Friday to Sunday. Right. And uh, all the meals are included. And we stay at the uh, the North Sydney Harbourview Hotel. And so that's all. Do they yeah. pay for that? That's all paid for, yeah. Well, you said they didn't pay for that. I said they don't pay for the... Um, the oh, I know. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Yeah. Sure. We'll probably get a $10 flight. <laughs> sure, yeah. Not to Sydney, though, because Tiger Airways okay, is not great. Right. Do, you have, do you feel that you have something you're going to bring to this conference? A, a tape um, and a slice? A, well... <laughs> what, do you, what do you add to it? Um, other than I'm a law student. Well, okay, they don't want just economic students. They want to bring a variety of yeah. disciplines together in one place. And there's nothing like a marketing student to broaden the field. <laughs> well, I, won't, I don't emphasize my marketing qualifications. What, what, what qualifications have you emphasized? Well, I'm a law student. Did you mention you're a professional podcaster? Uh, I do. I do. Did state I have an interest in technology right. and communication. Right. And I mean, they they take like humanities, like art students and uh, uh, sure. people that do engineering and everything. Yeah. Um, and tell tell me, uh, and and don't answer this question if you don't want to. Do you feel you were accepted? Because you stood out in the crowd, or because there wasn't as many people who put their name down as there were spaces available. Who's to say? <laughs> there probably will be a few repeat uh, participants from last week, I imagine. Um, but yeah, I'm looking forward to it. So that's that's my that, news. Uh, well, it's it's that time of the show where we like to just go through a few of the uh, standout listener emails. Yeah, we had we had a lot of response last week. Thanks a lot for all your. Um, Words of encouragement. Comments and criticisms alike. Yeah, but also a lot of supportive words. They're well, awesome. saying, like, 
God, you guys are brilliant. There's yeah, a lot of you are brilliant. Keep up the good work. You know, long time listener. We really Best appreciate. We really appreciate the feedback and knowing that we are doing a, a brilliant job. Mm. So who do we have? Oh, I'll say it. Um, our first listener emails from Stanley Hudson from Christchurch, New Zealand. Um, what is he? Well, the, the gist, <laughs> the gist of Stanley. Stanley. It's a know. long. It's a long email. Yeah, but basically, Stanley says, "Enjoy the show," and blah blah blah. Yeah, thanks, Sally. Like you sound like everyone else. Thanks a lot. No, why, why did we see that Stanley's email? I don't know. Particularly <laughs> special <laughs> Maybe I was just happy to see someone from New Zealand. I don't know. Yeah, I, I, yeah, I remember. Because we got we have a lot of uh, uh, listeners from Australia, from the US, the UK, mm. um, also a lot of developing countries with the high unemployment rate. Zimbabwe. Zimbabwe. Um, Actually, a large Cuban um, listener yeah. base. I, I was surprised as anyone. Sure, sure um, I thought they all had jobs. Well, no. <laughs> Apparently, they have a lot of free time. Um, but they're loving it. They love life. Yeah, a lot of, and I guess a lot of the uh, we got um, one email from Michael Spot uh, from Ferrari, uh, who who emailed to say that he like us was unemployed. Yes. But that he felt we were having and a more a more exciting it. life than he was, and he asks yeah. how we managed to live the dream because he also would like to. Yeah. To do well, that. my input would probably be that we live in a developed country. Yeah, I, I would. Um, you probably live in a. Mud. My advice to you, Mike, well, you probably doesn't live in a mud hut because how would you email him? He's obviously in tech savvy. I know, but you don't. If you live in a mud hut, you probably don't need near an internet cafe. Yeah? Oh, they had communal ones. I've seen them like there's like one computer for the whole. Uh, yeah, but why would he be podcasting? What is he? Just, he's got an iPod in his hut. Mm. Well, either way, my advice, our advice to Michael. Maybe not a uh, maybe not an iPod, but one of the cheaper. Imitations. Yeah, he's bought it on eBay. Maybe that is, like the Chinese no, and Chinese knockoff. Not true, because as he's the Specifically, you mentioned in the email, unemployment is at seventy percent. Yeah, that's true. And people that are employed don't really—it's not really worth it because they only live on a dollar a day. They dollar a dollar a day. And I, you know, and like I mean, to me, it. yeah, it's just like a dollar, a dollar for all that work. I mean, I just sit back. <laughs> well, I, I, I'd out. be unemployed if that was yeah. to go right. No, it's seventy percent. Hey, Zimbabwe, how about paying your workers a little bit? Yeah, well, seriously, you get oh, yeah. I mean, that's the main problem in Zimbabwe. Yeah. I think. Yeah. Uh, nice, nice. The problem is, see, we're we are like a small minority. Like we're an elite in Australia when you're unemployed. We're like what, privileged, like, a privilege, like four percent. Four percent. Only four percent of the population can do it. Zimbabwe, you're like the mass. You're like, no, uh, oh, so what do you do for a living? Oh, I don't work. Oh, no, not, yeah. I don't work either. Well, let's just hang around and talk. No, yeah. God. So, Michael, um, your suggestion that perhaps you two should do a podcast. We don't recommend it because everyone, everyone's in Barbie's own. Well, I don't know. I mean, they might have a large, they'll have a large, larger listener base. Seventy percent of the population. Sure. Talk about local issues. Okay, go for it. Oh, the, the, the issues are probably different from ours. Where ours, ours are sort of like, oh, what do we do? What, what do we do with our free time? They're, how can we scan more from Centrelink? This yeah. is more like. How do we get? A dinner. Yeah, how do we eat? Yeah, tonight? how do we yeah. survive? Yeah. The police keep Should we eat rat or it? the snake that we caught? Should we steal or, you know, what, what, what do we do? Yeah. It's, it'd be, don't you it'd be different. I, don't, I, wouldn't, I wouldn't call it a copycat podcast. No, not at all. Oh, I think it'd be different. No. I think there's, and there's perhaps room in the marketplace for a, a Michael Scott yeah. Zimbabwe unemployment this week in Zimbabwe unemployment. Too long though. Yeah. I mean, if you're going to take blogs, if you're going to take this week in unemployment in Zimbabwe.blogspot.com, no one's going good luck that. to you. No yeah. one's going you that. might actually go for the abbreviation. Yeah, that's true. That's true. Uh, well, our, can we move on to our yes. celebrity email? 
Yeah, usually I'll just deliver an email. Uh, Camilla Bell, um, from 10,000 BC. Apparently, Josie, she's not too pleased that you thought she looked exactly like Lindsay Lohan and said her only achievement in life in the actress world is that she looks like Lindsay Lohan. <coughs> well, can I first Your say response? My, my response, Camilla, thanks for the email. Thanks for being a listener. I was, I didn't know she was a listener. So I wouldn't oh, make, no, I perhaps I wouldn't make the comments if I knew that she was a, a, a long time fan you, of the show. Do you think that might have affected your chances but of dating her? I was, it, well, I don't know. Because beforehand, I mean, we're in California right now and that's where she's from. That's true, but, but you know, sure, I'm off to a bad start, but at least I'm off to a start. Regards to the Jesse, <laughs> she knows who you are. The Jesse Camilla relationship. That's true. Um, she does know who I am, and that puts me yeah. above the law. Well, she, she's just in the in Orange County, so maybe you might go. Which I believe is fifteen minutes away from me. Yeah. No, uh, Camilla. Yes. My, my my point I was saying is that you do look a lot like Lindsay Lohan, and which isn't a bad thing. Lindsay's a lovely girl. Lovely girl. Um, and if you go to our website, as clearly you haven't, you'll see a picture of yourself and of Lindsay Lohan. And, it, and it's pretty obvious uh, that you do have to... Yeah, okay. I would, don't get me wrong, I'd like to get a, uh, an unemployed celebrity on the show. She's, oh, yeah, she, oh, that's what you meant. That's true, yeah. Who doesn't work now? I'm sure there's, I mean, uh, plenty of... Retired. Retired. Not maybe. retired, because that's... That's not unemployed. It doesn't, it doesn't count. No. More so in the prime of your life. I think doing it's good, The New York governor. Oh! <laughs> I think that, that'd be a big catch. Yeah, see, I'm sure he's not working at the moment. He's not, actually, he's not. He's, he's, he's been superseded by the first black governor of New York. So. Yes, third black, black governor. Uh, in, third in the United yeah. States. Uh, I was impressed. Um, Moving on. I, I, I see you've got a word MIT in your notes. Is that how I would like, it? yeah, so, can I tell you, you know MIT? I don't as you like to call it. <laughs> well, yeah. MIT has now placed all their courses and on and lecture notes, the whole works, available free online to everyone. Yeah, they've been doing that for a while, but it's all complete now. Like, it's, 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 they've been doing it now that they've mm. got it, they had a limited one. It's fantastic. As a man who doesn't attend tertiary education, uh, I find this very useful. Admittedly, most of the stuff's not quite my my cup of tea. Um, I was looking at, a, at some sort of introduction to physics. Yeah. And that was a little bit, bit over my head. Even though it was the introduction. Sure, but it wasn't. I would. I mean, the intermediate. Sure, but the, the average MIT attendant is the best and brightest within mm. the you know. Probably near the bridging course. Yeah, but it was they do do other stuff. It was really interesting. So um, to our unemployed listeners out there, if you are of a high intelligence, but just don't don't much. Chances are you are. For whatever reason, um, you can't be bothered <laughs> going to university. Perhaps Michael Scott, who's in Zimbabwe and, and mm. can't, uh, go to mit.edu, uh, and um, it's pretty good stuff there. I would imagine so. I mean, and, and that's the, I mean, that's the flat world, isn't it? It's the magic of the internet. Michael it's Scott from Zimbabwe, who doesn't have a job and uh, can't decide what to eat tonight, rat or snake, can go attend an can, MIT can, lecture. Can, can uh, have all the advantages mm. of having learnt an MIT lecture. Yeah, he can be a qualified. Astrophysicist. Yes, he's probably still going to be an unemployed dude living in a mud hut in Ratford. Flat world, I'm sure, would be picked up by a multinational company. Yep, perhaps. Perhaps when the economy becomes good in Zimbabwe. And like Tim Trudgeon will probably lose his job to him. <laughs> oh, who's laughing now, Trudgeon? Yeah. Hey, you and your Oxford scholarship. <laughs> yeah, it doesn't matter anymore, does it? He's got <laughs> MIT. Laugh about that. <laughs> oh.
Hospital, we need a cough button. <laughs> we're going to get we're about gonna 500 get complaint emails about that. I'm sorry. <laughs> okay, great. But we're going to come up with an idea. Mm. Oh, I'm looking forward to this one. Okay, this is. I have not heard it, so listeners, uh, this is the first time I'm hearing it as well. Okay, okay. Here's, here's. I don't, I don't think this isn't something that like we could do. Uh well, that's not good to me. <laughs> but it is. Um, okay. As a, a, a new financial instru- financial instrument should exist mm-hmm. that gives loans to university students. Are you talking about human capital? No, I'm talking about loans to university students. Well, first sure, yes, I understand the concept of human capital. You, you back it against the, a university student can't normally take out a loan. Mm. And you know, some get loans, some have the parents who... What about tax? Isn't that a gigantic loan? Sure, sometimes you get government subsidised university, but you still need a, a, a significant um, amount of money yes. to go to university. And you never heard of student loan? Student loans, students struggling to pay off their student loan? Yeah, but student... What, what, what are you referring to? Student loans. I'm talking about private student loans. Yeah, we, that, that's all the student loans. No, you can you can borrow a limited amount um, if your parents can back, you know, you put it against, say, your parents' house or something like that. Yeah. So, and, and, and some, so this is a, this some is students a, do that. It's not secured against existing no, assets. this is enabling a, a, a larger loan, like, you know, to be able to put you through, you know, three or four years of university. Yeah. The accommodation, the works. Um, but where with nothing to secure it against except future income. I'm future income. Yeah, that's that's the human capital project. Um, there's this guy. Essentially, this guy from the Center of Independent Studies developed the idea. Yeah. Well, I don't know who was the first one, but he's he's sort of had the idea and he's gone to Cambodia. I think his name's John Humphreys, and he's gone to Cambodia to try to test it because um, Cambodia. Yeah, because the you're cost. Not, of you're not talking about microfinance, are you? Well, it's sort of like microfinance, but it's... Because I'm not talking about microfinance. No, no, I know, but I mean, it's the same idea as you're talking about, but doing it in a developing country. Because if he was to start funding it in a country like America, I mean, the cost would be astronomical, the startup and everything. In Cambodia, the cost of education is so much relatively cheaper. Well, 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 their their level of education they're trying to retain. To go one higher level in Cambodia is probably like, you know, high school versus... Hundreds of thousands of dollars on. Oh, I, I think well, I think he tries to put them through university. Oh, okay. And, and okay. it's relatively cheaper as well. I mean, because for them, the difference between not going to university and uh, going to university is becoming like some guy on the street. I don't know, selling something. Sure, sure. Uh, yeah, and, the, the gap between. Yeah, and actually having like becoming a qualified doctor or something in the country. In the country. Yeah. Um. And and so. Basically, all the loan is backed against future earnings and not any secured asset, existing yeah. secured assets, and so forth. But I mean, how can that work in the third world? It, it could work in, say, the Western world because you have very strong, you know, laws. It's a very strong, you know, financial laws in place where you can you can go out and if someone refuses to pay, you can you know seek that income and so on and so forth. Yeah, how could you possibly in Cambodia? Um, well, it's run as a non-profit. It's run as a non-profit scheme. I think you you try yeah, to run it as a profit for-profit scheme. Uh, yeah, just just as a financial instrument that banks could offer. But whether well, here, here's the thing. You see, it couldn't work in Australia because you have HEX already. No, HEX HEX subsidises. Yeah, sure. HEC, uh, the higher education contribution scheme means subsidises the cost of the courses. But uh, you, you go if you want to go to. And you know, uh, University of Sydney, University of Melbourne, to live on campus, 
there costs you made four hundred, four hundred fifty dollars a week. The costs. Oh uh, well, if you if you can't afford that, you can get sent, you can get a youth allowance and uh, uh, live in a yeah. You can get youth allowance. So you can live in a shack. Sure. <laughs> you try living in Sydney on two hundred dollars a week. This would be I mean supplementary. Is, what I mean in Australia, if you have the ability to go to university, like academic wise, yeah, you will like. See you later. See you later.